Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. the old board button um so you just you just not you like crash or something oh totally i i had a feeling i had a feeling because i was i i kind of would have suspected it that's why i was like texting in advance because i was like i know i know what that's like i also had the vid yeah kind of crazy we both had it now but uh, yeah i'm feeling a lot better today but i was not expecting to fall asleep like that it just uh i guess i'm still still has some symptoms yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh like three days where I really had it. Day four, it was like all the symptoms, like the feelings of them were like cut in half. And then like you could still feel it, residuals, like you were, but you could feel yeah. you were on I was on the I was on the come up. And then uh day five felt completely fine. I probably yeah, would have tested like positive, but I, I didn't feel any symptoms. Yeah, I think that we had a kind of similar experience. Did you lose your taste or smell or anything? I lost my taste. Really? Yeah, but that came after all the symptoms dissipated. So, like, all the sickness feeling symptoms, once those went away, then I lost my taste in my smell. That, that's but terrible that news. <laughs> but, and that, okay. like, I didn't feel, like, when I lost it all, like, that was all I had. Like, I didn't feel sick. I didn't do anything or feel nauseous at all. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it and then I just lost that, and um, yeah, it was pretty easy after that. What Interesting. Yeah, you I hope I don't lose it because I my symptoms are just now like going, going away. Down. What yeah. symptoms did you get? I just had a I might have had a fever. I think the first day, and yeah. then I just had a, a minor sore throat and just exhaustion. I was just tired. I slept so much. Yeah, I, I didn't really have much of the exhaustion. Um, my body was really achy. That was the thing. I, I had body too, yeah. aches. Um, and, uh, had a little bit with like, uh, had some sinus issues. Um, and then that was pretty much about it. I didn't have a fever, at least that I could tell. Um, uh, had the chills like one day, but then, I mean, after that, I pretty much dealed with body aches in like some, like what felt like I had like a really bad head cold. Um, and then that dissipated after about three days, lost my taste. And then I was fine, but I was like making, I was trying to sweat a lot too. Like I was trying to like, I was like biking. And so like, it was miserable, but like I was doing it. Yeah. It was awful. It was not a fun experience, but like I was getting through it and then I was sweat a lot. And I think that kind of helped me. You sweat uh, it out. Yeah. And I was, I think, I think that's just me, but um, I felt like, like it cut it down pretty much because I, I live with my parents who are both vaccinated, but my brother yeah. is not. So I just tried really? to like stay away from yourself. it. Yeah. 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 That would, uh, I mean, you're going to be like, uh, Keith Ledger out of this. You're going to come out as the Joker. Just so psychotic from being alone in the room. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, I, I've had to leave to walk my dog. Um, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not only in here, but if I'm out of the, of the room then I have like a mask on and yeah. I, I, I've joked around saying that like 
when you have to be quarantined, it's a lot like a Swedish prison. It's like you get pretty decent like freedoms, but like you're also kind of stuck in this room for 24 hours and then yeah. you get like little extension freedom. So it's not terrible. It's not like actual prison, but you know, it's not bad. You get so sick of like watching movies. It's yeah. I, that was the one thing I had benefit of is I could switch back between video games and movies, but like by like day three, I was like, I can only do this for so long. Yeah. And I was just losing my patience, even with the video games. I'm like, I can't, I can't do another, another game of 2k. I was like, (laughs) I might throw my Xbox out the window. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, It's good to talk to you, bro. I know, man. I, I missed you guys. I, I was so bummed I couldn't uh, couldn't make it to Florida. That would have been such a great reunion to see you guys all. But, uh, you know, just had so much pretty much financially just bared down from moving here. So we kind of had to save up a bit. But no, I un- understood. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a good time. But I know you'll be there for the bachelor party and the wedding. So, yeah. Where is uh, where's Cody thinking about going? He hasn't told oh, me. Ba- for the bachelor party, yeah. So you know, uh, me and Guy are, are splitting best man, yeah, yeah. And you know, we're still talking about. It. We're in the brainstorming phase. Does he? Have, I don't want to like, ruin the surprise. Does he know where he wants to go, or are you surprising him too? Sort of thing. He, he kind of gave us a, a few ideas, but we also um, have some different ideas. <laughs> we also I'll, ignored I'll, it. <laughs> I'll say. I'd probably ignore it more than guy. <laughs> um, I would say this though. I think that's going to be better for you guys because I think the one Cody will say out loud that he wants would be kind of like a modest bachelor party. And I think the one that Cody actually wants is, you know, a wild yeah. one. He wants a wild a one. Yeah. He wants a wild well, I'll time. Just say, to remember. So he, he recommended a place that's super cold. It's going to be in February. And he recommended a place that's going to be super cold in February. And, I don't know what we're going to do there. Um, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think he told me about that, too. He said Park City or something. Yeah, so uh, he said Salt Lake City. Yeah. It's going to be too cold in February. It's going to be freezing. I won't lie. I brown-nosed him and said I liked it. But um, I <laughs> I won't lie. He backed me into a corner, and I was all, all right. You just asked me to be a groomsman, so I got to go with this. Uh, yeah, you can't really say yeah. no. Um, but... I don't know. I think it could be fun out to, uh, I'm maybe not like stall Lake, but like, if you went to like Aspen or a veil somewhere really nice, like, yes, I, I agree with you, but Cody's not a skier and everything's going to be insanely priced because February, we're actually going president's weekend in February. Yeah. And that's going to be the most expensive time to go. Cause that's when everyone's going to ski. It's like the peak yeah. ski season, right? Right. in. President's yeah, we should almost do something the opposite. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's true. That we're, that's where where we're looking, but uh, it's gonna be dope. No decisions yet. Decisions yet. We're just a uh, brainstorming phase. Are you guys? I mean, okay. So can I throw an opinion in there? Yeah, give me some thoughts. Give me some ideas. Um, if we were gonna be going to Salt Lake, right? If that's like something that he wanted. It's already, a, a, not for me, but for 95% of his uh, groomsman party. Like, he, you, that's an already long travel for everybody. Yes. Why not make it just a little bit more and go to Vegas? You know, I don't, for whatever reason, he kind of nixed Vegas already. 
At least uh, two guys. And I think guy. he went with Jen a lot or so. Or maybe Jen's going. No, Jen's not. No, going Jen's going to Scottsdale, Arizona. Why do girls always do that? Girls never do anything fun for like a bachelorette party. Like my sister went to Apparently. San Diego. Like, like they always go to like somewhere. I feel like girls always go to like Wait, some what are your basic thoughts city. San Diego, because that was one of the one of the options that we were thinking about. Is that like you, you'll have fun, but San Diego is not like a memorable bachelor party city. You know, it's not what, like what that's not on. That's like on a Costa Rica. What? What are your thoughts on Costa Rica? I have none. Okay. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about Costa Rica to have an opinion on it. I just know it's a tropical place, which could be cool. Um, how much of a pain is that going to be for people to get there? What if I were to tell you that the price is the same as going to Salt Lake for flights? You mean you'd have my attention? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Interesting. I don't mind going somewhere tropical. I think that's actually a good idea. I don't want to do Key West because I'm going to be going there for Solis. That's all I would say. Not that you, like, if everybody well, wanted wasn't to do Key West, I would go. Okay, good um but it, it wouldn't pass up our our key west trip so i, I don't think that uh our what about like key west trip from years ago i don't think that this bachelor party would pass over that so we, we what don't want like a like a charleston or like a wilmington yeah those are, we, we thought about those or even savannah savannah it, i actually was at savannah recently and it's a cool city i just don't know how great it would be for a bachelor party to That's be honest true. okay yeah, I was just there. It, it was it was a cool city. It's like more of like a quaint type of like walk around city. Yeah, I think Charleston city. would be the same way. So, but here's what I will say about Wilmington. Wilmington's a big beach town, but they also have a college there. Like a big, they have a pretty big college. Really? There. Yeah. So you could get like you're gonna have like college bar scene. You're gonna get like a rowdy crowd too as well. Um, and so like they're they're gonna have like a good bar scene i think might right. be a younger crowd but like it'll be a good wild bar scene what's up with everyone getting married now because uh, we had the other bachelor party too we have for aj in october well i would like to say something but i'm almost 30 so for me it's kind of this is all makes sense but <laughs> um you know uh yeah i mean you're you're at that age i mean i guess my first like friend that got married i was 27 yeah um but yeah, I mean, AJ's is going to be a fun wedding. I think his I think his is going to be pretty cool because it's in Florida, isn't it? No, it's bachelor party. No, 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 oh, no, no. His the wedding, wedding in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the bachelor party in the bachelor party in uh, Nashville is going to be fun. Yeah, and we have to break out the lederhosen because there's a Oktoberfest festival going on mm-hmm. while we're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta pack that. I kept it still. We even through yeah. the move. I was like, I, I'm. I spent a lot of money on this. This is yeah. like an authentic fucking later and I am not getting rid of this. <laughs> I just saw. I was like, all I saw was when I grabbed it and I was like clearing out my closet. I only saw 175 euros. I don't even think I saw a later hosen. So I just put it. <laughs> I just put it right <laughs> in my my bag right away. Um, but they're nice though. Low key pretty warm like underrated yeah, well, especially when you're drinking all that beer yeah 
Yeah. And like, remember when we were standing in line waiting that like, I think it was one of the last days we went and it was kind of cold in the morning, but you know, the, the later hosen did pretty well. I mean, yeah, so depending it, on well, the shirt you had underneath. You know, the one day, the one, one day at Oktoberfest in, in Munich that it was super cold. Um, you know, I think we just got drunk enough where yeah. we didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. And then we all got separate or I got separated from you guys. I got up to go to the bathroom. I was all, I'm going to the restroom and then I come back and none of you guys are there. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck. So well, I just no. started walking up and down. <laughs> I was like, eventually I'll hit them. They'll have the same idea, I think. <laughs> and I just Dude, hear like, you yelling like we, my name. No, what happened was we all chugged our drinks and then we all collectively left to puke. And yeah. At literally every, all, pretty much all of us puked. So yeah. I puked like right outside and then and AJ went like around the corner. I, I, I don't think Cody actually puked. And then you, I went to the bathroom. We, we, you went somewhere. We couldn't find you. I went to and, the bathroom to puke. And we thought, oh, he went to puke hill, which for people who don't know, at Oktoberfest is a whole yeah. hill where everyone goes to puke. That. Yeah, dedicated for puking. So no, we went to puke hill. So we, we walked over to puke hill to find you. You weren't there. Uh, and then we walked back. You weren't there. And so we we like, all right, he's he's going home. I'm like drunk Kyle, we're li- we're literally at Oktoberfest screaming, Kyle Trost, Kyle Trost, like at the top of our lungs, all of us, like this massive festival, screaming this, people staring at us, like it was like, where the fuck is he? And we're and like, all right, he went home. We start walking home, and of course, as soon as we start walking home, we see you, right? We yeah. see you right there. I heard you Edwards. yelling my name. I came running. Oh, and I just saw. I just saw. Yeah, it was like old Yeller. I just came to my own. It was. <laughs> I mean, I was belting it, man. I was, I was. No, I did. I saw you (laughs) and for people who can't tell. So he's six, six and he's, (laughs) he's really tall and he's like long too. So I just see him drunkenly stumbling, spinning around in circles, yelling my name. And (laughs) it's just, it's just, it was just a sight to see. And so, yeah, that's how I found you guys. And, um, yeah, then we got, we got, somehow we made it back. You know, we were staying. Well, we stopped like in the front too because then we got like brats and we were just, <laughs> we had all of our last photos, just the, all of us just hammered <laughs> and we're taking, we're taking pictures. Cody had a brat and they're so big. Like I just, I was like, well, I'm going to just mooch off him. And so I just started asking for bites. <laughs> I think I hate what this <laughs> brought <laughs> just through all the bites that I would ask for. Um, but yeah, no, that was a great time. I almost wish that we had gone another day at the at the uh, festival too. But we did get a lot done though in the time that we didn't. We like, did. We had. Yeah, we did. We did a one day at sightseeing, which I think it was necessary. Like you need a break, like from yeah, chugging every day beer all day. Yeah, it was it was such a fun trip, man. And I I will always I do say this though about the about Europe, man. Their their subway system, like their underground railroad system, they have. It's gets you everywhere you need to go, and it's on time. It's precise. It's great. It is very, very good. That's what like upsets me about how terrible we have it here as far as yeah, public transportation. Public transportation. And, yeah. In Florida, I mean, there's really nothing good. Nothing good. In Miami, like when I was living there, they have the Metro Rent Mover, and it's just it's like dirty. It doesn't go any of the places that you want it to. Yeah, you're like always twenty blocks yeah. away from where you need to be. Yeah, and you never know when it's coming. It's like it'll come whenever. Yeah. And they have it figured out over there because I've never been like when I was in London, same thing. 
the only place I didn't have it was Nice, but that was because it's such a small town in like the south of France where like they they had like taxis. So yeah. um, that was pretty much all they would have. Um, but yeah, no, they got to figure it out, man. I had a great time over there though. It was kind of interesting. And you kind of got a weird like historical thing too there, obviously being in Germany. Yeah, it, it did kind of feel like you're in like a a town where they fought like the the, the Nazis fought like the Allies yeah. or something. <laughs> you got that it, feeling from where we where we were. Like yeah, it was you like could, a a map from Call of Duty too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it, it's just a weird. It's a kind of an interesting thing like i'm sure you would get the same feeling like if you were to visit like a civil war battlefield here like just kind of like to know you're looking where you're looking like people were charging each other and shit with bayonets I'm sure you get the same feeling but yeah there was a weird history kind of like element to it and then obviously when we we uh visited dachau that was yeah that was very that was very intense and surreal and heavy yeah and i was i was surprised that you guys really wanted to go there i had already been there um before and you guys really wanted to go, but you know, I'm happy that, that you did. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if we could have, I would have could have gone to. I would have obviously wanted to go see Auschwitz, just the you know the most infamous one. Um, but no, Doc, I was. It was just a uh, man for me, just not being Jewish. Like it was just heavy, and it was it's just. It's, an unexplainable weird feeling and it's not like you know it's not like it's something that i don't know it doesn't it didn't like make me angry but it didn't make me you know like because it's just part of history it's something that you're seeing and I, but it was just like a weird heavy feeling it's and almost like knowing unreal. the things that happened there yeah it's almost unreal to realize that like human beings are capable of such a thing right like, you don't like living in america we're so privileged you know, and that's what I, I think is a big problem that people understand nowadays that like we were so privileged in America that we live in a place where, you know, everyone's has these freedoms and and no one's at risk for, for, for this type of thing. But then going and seeing, you know, that the places where Jewish people were kept in, in these concentration camps and and forced to sleep in piles yeah. like inside of these small barracks, Wouldn't um, you know. Yeah, Shit, wouldn't yeah. embarrass with no pillows, not nothing. Um, you know, you know, seeing the conditions that they had there, it just like makes you understand like how important it is to protect countries like America, places like Israel, where yeah, you know, people have are safe. You know, because it, it it could happen. You know, it, it, it um it did happen, and you know, it, since then it's actually happened a couple other times, and it, it's yeah. kind of sad that that it has it like hasn't stopped yeah it's just it, it really makes you think about like that saying about how history just repeats itself you know um and you would think if and the thing that's kind of scary and the reason you see it and it's like why i think history is just so important for people to read and understand and just absorb because it's like now people if you don't know enough about the history people can change the narrative of the history and change what it meant or what it is and then in the future years, it becomes, uh, you know, almost weaponized for them to get what they want and achieve out of it. And, you know, I, I, I just it's a scary thought to kind of have, I feel like. Yeah. And I, it, it is always used as a weapon, I feel like. Yeah. You know, everyone's constantly trying to compare things to the Holocaust. So he's like Hitler. He's like the Holocaust. Yeah. It's like, 
let it be on its own. Like, well, yeah, it's like, or you're seeing like things like the, the, for instance, the Georgia voter ID thing. It's like how they're saying this is Jim, Crow, Jim Crow on steroids. And I'm like, dude, that's just, that's so wildly Insulting. insensitive to people yeah. who went through that. Like who actually had dogs set on them who were being hosed down by police and cops, like, or uh, police and firefighters. Like that's just, I, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm like that. It's also so insulting. Dangerous. It's yeah. dangerous rhetoric. Cause I mean, I think most people hear that and they're like, oh, come on. Like, like that's ridiculous. But some people might hear it and be like, Oh, this is like a racist attack against black people in America. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for, for another civil war. I don't know. Or it's time to, to it's like, they're getting that in that mindset, like the divisional mindset where it's like, Oh, they're against me. They're against me when it's just, charged rhetoric that's dangerous yeah no i agree and and that that that's comes i think even plays into the changing of the history too where uh, obviously as we were, were just connecting those dots but um you know like you're hearing things about thomas jefferson george washington all those histories and heretics for that uh you know and all the things that they're saying about them but then they speak a lot of like they'll just do like unfalsifiably tr like true statements and it's like like for instance, this is a great example. My buddy, my buddy told me about. Um, he got into a debate about where it was about uh, women and men in sports and how you can't, you wouldn't, you don't know if women could be just as athletic and uh, quick and fast as men because when they start sports out as a kid, they're already separated from. So it's like an environment thing. It's like that's just like an unfalsifiable like statement. It's like. Okay, but it's like you're wrong now. It's just biology. I mean, there's plenty of girls that that play with, with with boys at a young age. Yeah, but then eventually they split off. That's the whole thing. It's like there's right. a difference between playing three years with them when you're in second to third grade versus second grade all the way through senior year of high school. Right. But I mean, I think honestly, what's kind of which gets me all weirded out about the not weirded out, but like. I think it's just so entertaining about the woke mentality is because because it's like if you go long enough, it eventually always just topples on itself. And it's like it always just becomes redundant or not redundant. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contradictive. Uh, yeah. Critical too. like yeah. that's the word I was looking for. But like uh, and it you're just like, OK, so can we acknowledge that this isn't right? Um, like, for instance, the whole separation of like the trans like prancing in sports. And it's like you're talking about having all these incredible rights for free uh, for women, but this is dismantling women. Like this is yeah. hurting them so much because now they're going to be forced to compare. They're going to be forced to compete with people who are just biologically better than them. And right. it, it's just going to be detrimental. And I, it's always funny. Cause well, it's like, Oh, sorry. Go, go. Yeah. No, no. I, I, and I completely agree with you. It seems like the, the farther woke you go, the more contradicted they get to like their actual like actual liberal ideals yeah so for example like the reparation stuff that's going on right now in oakland i don't know if you saw that um, the uh yeah uh well it's like it's not i don't think they didn't they like not label it as reparations they labeled it as like income help or something but they're giving it to everybody but well, white people exactly so yeah. they, they've went so far woke that they've actually become the racist so uh, the idea that like oh they want to be anti-racist and like they want to be against racism they went so far the other way so far left they're now the racists 
Yeah, it's like they're they're completely contradictory to everything that, that they they stood for as as a group. The, the left, right now. Yeah, they had they had that same thing in um, Columbia University. Uh, I think almost about a year ago, where they were going to have say they were going to have separate dorms for. Uh, white people and um, like minorities yeah. because they wanted minorities to have a safe space. But it's like, the thing is, it's like, well, they're saying it and it sounds like what they're, and it's like, I'm not even trying to say that the left in like liberals are racist. I just don't think that they're understanding that like they're going so far and trying to help and do this that they just don't realize what they're doing is actually wrong. Yeah. And it's because they think they're, it's because their intention is like, actually honest and pure but it's like they're going so far and they're so worried about that they're not doing enough that they just overextend and then they kind of get stuck in this loop and they don't they just don't realize that and that that's me is like the issue it's like i'm not even trying to sit here and say like oh the left is full of fucking racist because it's like i don't think they are i just don't think they realize what they're saying is racist yeah and it's the same type of thing that like you were saying is the left is you know very pro-woman of course and and yeah. so so are we and and I support women's sports, but they've gone so far woke now that they've, that they're now insisting that like biological men should be able to, you know, fight a woman, a woman wrestler, like let's say in yeah. high school, if in female wrestling, if, if you're a biological man, you can now say, say you're a woman and, and potentially hurt a woman, an, a, a biological woman, because you're, well, they had that in the U uh, MMA. There was yeah, a trans exactly. woman, and she was, and she was just beating the living crap out of these girls. And Fallon Fox, yeah, and she didn't know anything about MMA. She was just so much bigger and stronger than them that she could just dominate them. And mm -hmm. you know, eventually, yeah, she ran into somebody who was skilled enough to beat her. But it's like that's just such an unfair, unfair advantage. You shouldn't have to wait till you get to the top one percent of the female athletes to beat that person. To be like, uh, to, for that to be the thing that destroys your whole biological, like, you know, arguments. Like, no, but she beat the crap out of, you know, 99% of the MMA yeah. roster to get there. And all these people who they could have had a chance to get up there and now they can't because they're getting dismantled. Yeah. And, but, and you, you see classical feminists now. So people who, who 20 years ago would have been far, probably as far left as they go. Now at odds with the woke left over this. Yeah, it's like they're they're not making well, sense anymore. Generally, those people who they they were with the with the woke movement, and then it got to a point where it backfired on them, and then now they all come out and they go, "This is see, we're just taking this too far." It's like you unleash this animal, like you're part yeah. of it. You're Doctor Frankenstein, and now your monster's terrorizing a village, and you're like, "Wow, we really need to stop this." Like you, you just shouldn't have created it. I mean, yeah, look, what ha look what's happened to Cuomo right now. Well, you know, I, I think it's always funny. Like, nothing's going to happen to him. It's just like, uh, who was the governor? Ralph Nordham. Like, he had his whole thing came out. What happened? A week later, we enough, like it was never talked about, and he's still governor. Now, I mean, like, I to me, I don't disagree because I'm like, look, when that happened, it was way back in the day. He's clearly changed. He's clearly not that person. He's had 30 years of showing that, but right. you set the precedent that when this yep. happens, they have to go. So I'm okay with you keeping them in there, but if you want to play this game, like we got to now do, we got to do your game, but you don't get to like mm -hmm. what I think Kane Zone said best where it was like the left, the right plays by the left's rules and the left plays by no rules. Yeah, right. And that's what I mean. That's what. It, well, I yeah, like it, and, and they true. screw themselves with with uh, 
who is the senator? <laughs> Al Franken. They screw themselves to Al Franken, who was the Democrat senator mm-hmm. who got they got booted out of the Senate because of an old picture that came up. So Al Franken was a was a comedian uh-huh. who had a picture from years before where he was in a plane ride and he was like touching a girl's boobs while she was sleeping. Uh-huh. And the picture surfaced from when he was a comedian. Yeah. And, and obviously then he, at that point he was a politician and they literally kicked him out of the Senate. The Democrats did. So they're learning. I mean, they hurt themselves there, but it looks like they're maybe learning their, their lesson now. I don't, I don't know. Uh, they're not really protecting Cuomo. He's just kind of refusing to leave. Well, but they're not making any qualms about it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. It's like, they're like, ah, that, that rascal. <laughs> That's all they do. They're like, yeah, we really want him out. Well, well it's, all, it's always it? the end of the world. So in the media, it's always the end of the world when a, a Republican does something. But when it's yeah. Democrat, you know, obviously, you know, it, it's a little bit, you know, less, you know, less terrible, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Or they just don't talk about it. Or, yeah. you know, they just refuse to, you know, acknowledge the 800 pound girl in the room. I mean, you could look what's what's going on with the, the border. Um, it's pretty sad. You know, yeah. the difference between the coverage of it is pretty sad. You know, I think that it's kind of unfair to both them, to both Trump and Biden, because the truth is the whole situation at the border is way more complicated than it ever was made out to be by the media and by politicians. It's yeah. a far more complicated issue. But they, when it was Trump, obviously it was kids in concentration camps. And now it's, oh, he's doing his, it's Biden and he's doing his best. And, yeah. he, and they're in like, or they're in temporary facilities. housing. Yeah. Temporary facilities that now instead of temporary tents. Yeah. But the truth is, it's like, it's a very complicated issue. And there's really no answer to, there's not, not a great answer to taking care of kids that are being sent over alone by coyotes or kids that are being sent across the border alone like what do you do with those kids or kids that are being sent over with people who aren't their parents like what do you do like the, with yeah. the, there's a lot of child trafficking across the border because people are more likely to be let in and to, and let to stay if they have kids with them yeah so it's a very complicated issue that has really no simple answers and or no simple explanations but it you can tell the difference of the coverage I agree. I think I I think uh, the immigration policy is a lot like a healthcare system. There's there's definite problems in it, but I think um, I think there's just there's so much there's so much that goes into it that it's just a hard problem to figure out. And not a lot of people understand that they think it's a black and white issue where it's like you can set a guideline and that's going to take care of things. It's not you really most of the things that you're doing with immigration is just going to help mitigate. Yeah. Exactly. It's really what There's it no is. way to get rid of it fully, you know. And- yeah, and I, I, I think with, for me, the issue with Biden is I don't, I don't care that there's a, okay, I care that there's a border crisis, but I don't care that like, if he has a bad policy that he's putting forward, that's up to the, that's up to the politicians within the House and the Senate to fight that and do their best to, you know, try and argue against that. But have a policy. He's right now. He's just forcing. He's just refusing to acknowledge it and that's where my issue comes in i like put a policy like put a policy forward if it's a bad policy it's a bad policy but that's up to the politicians who we voted in to deal with it i think that is a very fair assessment of it but yeah you know you have to acknowledge it if if you're gonna 
solve the issue. You have to acknowledge it. I agree. Yeah. And, and then make a plan for it. That's all people I think are really asking. I think obviously, yes, you're going to have conservative outlets who are going to uh, quote unquote pounce on it. And they're going to be like, they're going to look at it as an opportunity to really take down Biden. But I mean, I, I think most people are like just concerned that most people are just like, you don't have it. Like you just don't have an answer for it. And you're just refusing to acknowledge it. Yeah. At least like, tell us what, what you're going to do about it. Type of exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's all people are asking, but um, you know, I, it's, you know how, where you kind of like, okay, this is what's kind of like politics is like for me right now is, you know, when you're growing up and like you're a kid and you love your, like your family and your family's like, oh my God, it's so cool. They're everything about them is great. And that's kind of how like a, the allure to politics is. And then you get older and then you really see the grind. Like you even see the politics within your family. And you're like, oh shit. And you're like, Aunt Susan really does not fucking like <laughs> Kathy. Like, holy fuck. Like, and then you get into like, you hear the, and like, oh man, you kind of get weird about the family. You're like, damn, they're really not what I thought they were when I was seven. That's how politics is. You get older, the more you like really dive into it. And it's, man, everything about it is just shady back and forth yeah i've honestly been pretty sick of it recently oh my god it's i I just don't like that it's so pop culture now it's like it's really what runs the world and it's that to me is what's just more disgusting than anything i'm like uh, well it seems like there's a new cancel culture thing every day yeah um, to to get outraged about (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah everybody somebody's getting in trouble every day and it's just like People are people are so stressed now. I feel like too from it, you know. Yeah, people have to be careful what they say. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm under the thing like, hey, there's definitely things you don't say. There's things you, you know, either shouldn't say or whatever, whatever the case may be. But it's like, my belief is like, okay, if you say or do those things, then you just you have to, you know, kind of deal with the repercussions of it, and it may not be what you like, but I really do think that people are in like when they have a, when you have a big society and social thing of it, people are very good at like, you know, kind of punishing that person just naturally, I feel like, and making them really think about it twice. Cause you get yeah. shunned by society and you're like, Oh fuck. And then you really change. The problem, the problem I have with like the cancel culture stuff is it, is it really feels like we're like making up new rules all the time. Like, like, there's constantly like new words or new, new phrases that you can't say. Or yeah. can't or can't like you know act out. I don't know. There's there's constantly new things you can and can't do, and it's updating so fast that like no one can keep up with it. Yeah, like the language uh, now. Yeah, yeah. The language and and, and and to me, intent matters. Like if someone's intending to be racist or anti-Semitic, like that's one thing. Like then yeah, that uh, I understand if you know they get the social punishment that they do. Yeah. But if someone's like accidentally says it uh, says something that they don't understand or yeah. you could tell that the intent was was not a bad intent then why don't even just somebody being funny. a jackass trying thinking they're funny and it's just not funny yeah we're joking yeah yeah that's yeah. like the whole the whole myers leonard thing like uh, yeah. you know myers leonard was the, the nba player who said the k word which is the derogatory word for for jewish people i'm obviously jewish um still wouldn't why say, do you say it. obviously well, you Nobody know, knew. I was, I had to say it for the audience <laughs> just in case, just so you can understand the perspective here. Like, you know, 
I heard what you said. You were saying it in a COD live stream. You know, I've heard way worse in a COD live stream. Let me just tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that worse. was pretty, pretty, that was pretty, pretty mild. mild. Pretty mild for a COD chat. I, you know, it's clear to me he didn't really, like, he wasn't saying it in a derogatory way towards Jewish people. And I don't think that he knew what he, exactly what he was saying and, like, what it actually meant. Yeah. Maybe he knew it was a derogatory word for Jewish people. But there's lots of derogatory words that for people that we use that aren't, that big of a deal yeah. like i think there's a very I, good chance he did like you said he didn't it wasn't until he said it that he realized he might have even been like this like he might even thought this like he said it and he was like oh shit i think that's a derogatory term and he probably didn't even know what it was derogatory to he just probably even knew it was he probably just realized it was derogatory in some way and he was like yeah oh, fuck and then he freaked out well there's I been get. phrases and stuff in our in our public lexicon like in our yeah our language that, that we've been using for years that are actually derogatory terms yeah yeah or like i, I don't even want to say them because like you know things are dangerous um, right now yeah but but there's plenty of other phrases that that could be deemed derogatory but we've been using them for so long that they have kind of just fallen into like our public language not saying that word is one of them but that has not been like that word has not been prominent in america that word is is not something that most people in america would understand um, if yeah. you're not Jewish. Um, so to me, it just seemed like he was using it as, a, as an interchangeable curse word Yeah. Uh, in, in that moment of, you know, of, you know, frustration. Anger, frustration, emotion. That yeah, I understand because I play COD and I'm like, <laughs> I get, that's the most frustrated fucking game Thing ever. In the world. Yeah. yeah, so I understand it. Uh, and obviously, like, like, like what I, the general point I was making is intent matters. He wasn't intending to offend anyone. Yeah. So, but for, for whatever reason, you know, it caused this crazy outrage, even though he clearly wasn't intending to offend anyone and clearly wasn't using it in a derogatory way. Um, he lost like all his sponsors and he obviously is yeah. not on the heat anymore. My, my basketball team, um, yeah. he kind of got kicked out of the NBA and kicked out of all his sponsorships. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna, he'll probably make some money though. I mean, he'll make some money for it because there's going to be a lot of people who are being like, you're going to want to hear his side of the story. And, you know, he'll get, he'll get some interview money. For we'll that, see. Yeah. I, I think, he, I think he might have to wait a while to come back onto the scene, but for now he's out. He's got to take a break, him, man. Feel bad for him. Well, I mean, he's still on contract. He's guaranteed. Wasn't he? He's guaranteed his money. Those contracts are so Yeah, guaranteed. He did get his money. So he's, he's fine. He, yeah. you know, that's the NBA. They don't, you don't get to lose. You don't lose your money yeah. for almost anything. Yeah, and so he'll he'll be he'll still get some money. He'll be all right. They'll probably just have to diversify. Right. Or it's right. gold, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you up to, man? What is uh, how's the Sunday basketball league going? Dude, I didn't tell you. What you guys lose we, in the playoffs? Yeah, we lost in double overtime to the same team you beat prior week. No, we had beaten them not, uh, during the season. It wasn't the prior week, but we had okay. beaten them during the season. And we actually played them twice during the season. The first game, we beat them on a buzzer beater to win. And the yeah. second time we played them, we were missing one of our best players, and we lost by three points. Uh, so all of them were super close. And this game, this game went to double overtime, dude. And I'm, really? Uh, dude, I, I'm still reliving the last play. I'm reliving the last play of regulation uh, where – one of our players 
got the ball with like seven seconds left. He goes to the rim. He got fouled. They didn't call it, but we have we have it on video. They didn't call it, and he and he lost the ball. It rolls to me, and if I would have, I had time, but like I was trying to pick up fast. I was like, oh, I, I, I was like all the way down. I was picking the ball, and I was like, went up immediately to put it up. And there's a guy behind me and just swatted it away from behind me. But if I would have pump faked, he would have totally fouled me. And I had time to do it because I have it on video now, so I can see I had time. Uh, anyway, I didn't do that. I got swatted. It goes to, to overtime, uh, back and forth in overtime. I uh, goes to double overtime, and they just hit. They hit two dagger threes right at the beginning of double overtime. Threes are not, like, threes are in in like rec uh, OT. Threes are deadly. Yeah. Threes are very very deadly because well, your OTs it was are two never long. Running clock, buddy. Yeah. It, it was two minutes running clock on the. On That's the a big, uh, a six point lead is pretty insurmountable in two yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, uh, it was a good game. We played really well. Um, both teams played well. It was back and forth. Uh, was that first but, round? Yeah, but it was only yeah it was first round. So we were a fourth seed, and this was the fifth seed. Um. Yes, those are first round of the playoffs. Jeez. I, I, th- I thought you guys were better. I thought you were a higher seed. You're only the fourth seed. Yeah, we lost a few games. I don't know what to say. Oh my god! Because you don't go hey. to your left at all, dude. I I'll tell you, I, I did go off though. I had been going off the last couple. What What did you get in the last game? What was What'd you score? It was at least twenty and ten. I had a, right. I had a great game, but uh, did you watch the Gonzaga UCLA game? That's last night. That was the no, more important question. Oh, not. you didn't see it? Oh no, well, what happened? That one did go went into overtime, and Jalen Suggs hit a half court buzzer beating three to win the game. That's Who the final he four. For? He plays for Gonzaga. Oh, oh yeah, he's the he's the supposed to be like a number one draft pick. He's supposed to be like a lottery pick. I yeah. think he'll probably be two or three. Yeah, he's supposed to be a pretty yeah. high draft pick. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Cade Cunningham is from definitely Oklahoma. Cool. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, um, he looks really good. Or oh, I think it's Oklahoma State. Yeah, wrong. Oklahoma State. Yeah, a, a, uh, OSU. Um, yeah, he, he looks really good, uh, but Suggs definitely lived up to the hype last night. He hit a game-winning three at the end. Yeah, and in single overtime, buzzer beating game-winning half court three. Jeez. Literally chucked it up, chucked it up. I was watching. Who won? Uh, who won the um, Houston Baylor game? Baylor destroyed Houston. It was domination. So really? that's uh, Monday. Tomorrow, uh, we got Gonzaga Baylor, which were the two number one uh, teams going into the into the one and um, two tournament. Well, they were both the one seed in their specific regions. Well, I'm saying, like, was there rank one and two going into? They were the, ranked um, one and two going into the yeah um, into the tournament. So, well, I know Baylor's supposed to have a really good defense. You know, I really don't know that much about Baylor's team. I know that like, they're all seniors. Like they're, they're all. Yeah, they're old. like I think, but I think that's going to be key to win that. Yeah, but Gonzaga's a, got a lot of seniors too. Like Gonzaga's always traditional. Like that's why it's weird they have this player Jalen Suggs. Like you rarely see Gonzaga get like a lottery pick first, th- like first three pick player. They're always that's like true. a bunch of tall white guys. Gonzaga. They always had that point guard, like that solid point guard who's fundamentally sound. Yeah, no, but like that's not Ben a, Fleet. Ben, as well, no, never mind. They've always had good point guards, but they don't. They've never had a guy who's going to be like a number three. Pick. But their two best players this year are 
Suggs and Timmy, Drew Timmy, and he's a sophomore and he's a fre- and uh, Suggs is a freshman. So yeah, but this sophomore kid's going to be there next year too. He's not going to the. NFL. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's he's a white boy. Yeah, he's a white power forward. There's no way he's. They a don't. Kid. They don't need. They don't need a big guy who's got a really good jump stop in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need that. So, yeah, they don't need a. Five, he's gonna enjoy his four. Way. He's gonna enjoy his four years though in college, and he's gonna he'll have a great time. Coach. He might. He might. Oh yeah, he might even end up in the NBA, but he'll be a coach in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he'll he'll yeah. uh he'll be all right. He's got a good career in front of him. That just you know, he actually reminds me a lot of uh, Adam Morrison. Except taller, because isn't this guy yeah. like seven foot? I think he's like six ten. He's a power forward. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to exaggerate there. Um. Anyway, but I, I I did want to ask you something while we were on the call. Tell me about this stand up thing. Oh, um, yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah, so I found this uh, comedy club about twenty minutes north of me. Um, just signed up for it and um, went and yeah, I don't know. Like I kind of I just. I didn't back out at any point, ended up going up there. I had like three minutes and um, yeah, it was cool. It was a com- it was an open mic. So it was like a room full of comedians. It was like 20 of us. There was like three or four people who were actually like going into the bar and like actually looking to like see the, uh, the show. Um, but uh, yeah, I had uh, I was like second to last or third to last to go Um and there was a there was a lot of good people. There were some people who were not very good, and there were some people who were eh. Um, and I was I fall into like the eh, but um, I got a, I got a decent laugh in one of my jokes, yeah. and um, yeah, it was I got a decent laugh there. So that was kind of like my ember that kind of like got me. Where I was like, man, I can't wait to go back and write and get some more material. Yeah. And so I signed up again. I'll be going again this Thursday um and then uh um, what's the material what, what do you what do you talk about so for this set i talked a lot about just dallas like i just did a very like observational of the city um i made fun of um i made fun of their their aquarium because it's like 90 percent birds and <laughs> it's not really like an aquarium um that was like the one that got me a good good laugh i was just like i don't think you guys understand what an aquarium is because you guys got a lot of birds <laughs> no i'm like you got no sea creatures nothing um and that was probably my biggest laugh wasn't great but i mean like i said it wasn't great but i i to me the biggest thing that i took away from it that i i like couldn't stop smiling for like two days i was like finally i followed through with something that i said i wanted to do and i was really passionate about and i like took a chance went out on the limb and did this and that was like what really made me happy to be honest and that was like i I feel like i finally did something that took a serious amount of courage for the first time in my life um and yeah so no and i i I completely commend you for it because that takes balls i don't think i'll be able to do that like get up in front of all those people and like try i appreciate that i appreciate it was weird because like as you like you you know we've all done like crap ton of like public speaking where you know either for a class where you have um you know a lot of um speeches you have to do but it's completely different when you're up there to specifically make people laugh which is like a very i would say intimate emotion 
Um, and so it's, it was, it's weird. It's ner- that's like what really made it nerve wracking. Like I give a speech, like people, and you make a joke during a speech, it like enhances your speech a lot. But oh, yeah. you know, when you're there specifically to hear somebody laugh, or make it make that you make well, laugh, I feel like it's just... a lot easier to make someone laugh if, uh, in the situation where they think it's supposed to be serious, like you're making yeah. a serious like yeah. speech, and then like you throw a joke in there, it's like oh, it's like the break of the tension. It's yeah. easier to make people laugh, whereas like you're in a situation where they're there to laugh. Like yeah, they're like all right, no they sit down and they. They just all they have to do is that's what they do. Like they're sitting down, they're like, all right, now make me laugh. That's pretty much what they're saying. And you know, it's like you make a good speech and you get a laugh, and people are like, Oh wow, that was super informative. But you know, he was kind of lightening the mood and it was, it was a great speech. If I did that at a comedy club, they'd be like, That was fucking terrible. Give me way too much information. <laughs> the complete opposite, but no, um, I, that's one of the things that I respected the most. If you really like I guess you earn your keep as a comedian at, right in front of you. Like yeah. people in front of you, like their laughter, that shows you, oh, I'm doing well or I'm not doing well. Yeah. It's one of the few like industries where you could really tell how you're doing immediately, like immediate gratification of, of how well you're doing. Well, you watch Joe Rogan too, right? Like yes. you're still probably an avid watcher of him. Um, you know, yeah. when he talks about like the comedy, like the comedian uh, community where they're very supportive and stuff like that. Completely, yeah. dude. completely. Like I, I, when I got off the stage and then one other person went up and then they called it a night. Um, like when we were getting up and walking out, like I had like five comedians cause they announced that it was my first time doing one before I went on stage, come up to me and they were like, dude, Hey, that was like pretty impressive for a first set. Like sign up for next week. Like they'll give you like, they're real super supportive people, man. Um, and that's awesome there. It really is kind of like, uh, you get just so many people from who are com- like trying to be comedians. Like it's just like a group of like band of little misfits in there, man. You get people from every walk of life, every walk of life. It's very, very interesting. And then you get to see their sense of humor. So it's kind of a unique thing, man. It's a, uh, it's it's kind of cool but um well i'm sure I can't you, wait you watch back. everyone else too so yeah. you're picking up little things in, uh, that you could use yeah kind of fucked with me a little bit because like when i would hear them say jokes i would start thinking about like other jokes to create too and i would almost i was like almost like changing up my set before i went even up there and so i was when I got up there, like I even forgot like a lot of punchlines and like kind of sped through a couple of them. And then, cause I was just, yeah, I just kind of got sidetracked with it. I was like, Oh man, I was in the mode. And I was like, just thinking about jokes nonstop. And I was like, dude, just remember your set. Remember your set. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, the lights are bright and you're like, yeah. Holy shit. Well, yeah. What did, I, what did I practice? I don't know. Yeah. I, it was kind of uh it was kind of weird. But the cool thing is you, Kind of don't really see the crowd too much at least where i was i think i was standing where it was the light was pretty much too much in my eyes but um yeah so it's it's not bad though it was it's a weird experience and i like it was seriously like a drug where like i you know that energy just from being up there and like doing all of it so when i got off the stage and i was coming home like it was i almost felt like i was coming down from like a drug like i was just very wired and i was just like like I had like my kind of anxiety was going away and all that. And it was kind of weird. Like I, my mind stayed wired. I think I had laid in bed for like two hours at night, just like thinking about my set, thinking about jokes. And like, I just couldn't like stop. And so it was weird, but it was kind of an interesting feeling. Hey, I, I admire that a lot. Like you, you went after like your goal and you just went for it. So why not? 
Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I, I feel like you you pass the hump. That first one, it has to be the hardest. I mean, yeah. Now yeah, I'm that's, like, you have that first one to fall back on. It's funny you say that because I said that to a guy who I met somebody there who he was really good. He'd only been doing it for like a month and a half. Uh, like he was really good for somebody who's only been doing it for that long. Yeah. And he, uh, he and I were uh, talking about it and um, man, shit. What did I just say? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. You were saying that there was someone who has been doing it for about a month and a half. Before that, what were we talking about? Oh, I said that the first time has to be the hardest. Yes. That's sorry. He and I were talking and I was like, yeah. And he's like, so how'd you feel after your first one? I was like, man, that was awesome. I was like, you know, this was like a year coming. I'm like, it took me like, I was been talking about trying to do this for a year. It took me like a year to get my balls to finally fucking do it. And he goes, dude, I was there too. It took me so long to fucking actually get up on stage. And he finally, like when he finally did, he's like, I haven't gotten off. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I really hope this right. for you too. And then we could grow this podcast and yeah. Be- I think that's what it'll be is like, I, so for me, this is what I've kind of told uh, Lindsay. I was like, you know, I, cause I really admire comedians and I really like, I, I love, like, I just love comedy and I love like what they do. So it's a dream of mine. I think I'm a better podcaster than I ever could be a comedian, but like, <laughs> I've like, it's for me, like it's a dream to be a comedian. So I wanted to try it. And um, I, yeah, absolutely. I think it can, um, it could uh it could definitely enhance my podcasting. I mean look at Joe, Joe Rogan. I've I've heard his sense before. He's not very funny, but he's a great podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I do think he's a good comedian, but I agree. I think he's a way better podcaster. And it's not yeah, to be insulting. It's like I just I just think he's a better po- like he's an incredible podcaster. The way he asks questions, the way he just gets people to open up, like he's just he's so good at that. And he's really he's good just at a free very flight. inquisitive person. Yeah. And he's very open to new ideas. Yeah. So he's not like judging people for what their beliefs or attacking them. He, he's constantly just like wanting to learn more about their point of view. I, I think exactly that type of long form, you know, informational podcast really appeals to people nowadays when there really isn't much out there for people in the, in a more traditional sense. Yeah. And he never goes to just surface level. Like he, like you said, he really goes deep. Like he really, he really dives in. And I appreciate the alien shit. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you're, all you're kind of a big freak about that too, huh? What'd you think about when Elon Musk was telling him that he, like, he, like, he doesn't really care about it. He doesn't really think about him, like the aliens and, oh, and stuff like that. Elon Musk, like, yeah, like Elon his, doesn't really believe his interviews in them. Are, are, are some of the most interesting ones because he's so like smart that he honestly does, like, he, it's so hard for, for him, him to him talk. To, like, yeah, it, for him to have like conversations on the level of, of us because he's exactly. so much smarter. Yeah. I, I've said that. I was saying that the other uh, when I was watching his clips too. I said the exact same thing. I was like, you can tell when he's speaking, like he's trying so hard to simplify it, everything that he says, so we can understand it. And he's like, man, this is so simplified. Like I'm having a hard time like being able to even speak to them about it. Like with the alien stuff, he's like, oh yeah, aliens exist, but like. I'm already onto like eight other things. I'm already onto terraforming Mars, like to, yeah, for for humans to exist on another planet. It's like he, he's just so far ahead of like it's our, just more our information to him. Like it, it's like it's just more information about the universe to him if they like appear. He that's what he said. Right. He was like, it doesn't. It's not like he never thinks about them. He goes, if they're there, they're there. If they're not, they're not. They show up. It's like all right, that's new information. And he's like, 
He's like, if they are around, he goes, I don't know that they are. He's like, I don't know if they visited. He's like, because if they are, I think the question is, is Elon Musk an alien in disguise? No, no, he's our savior. He's our, he's our, (laughs) listen, I'm a huge fan. If he's an alien, that's fine with me. I don't care if he's an alien. Like, he's a cool guy. He's he's doing great things. If Elon Musk said jump, I would say how high. That's what I would, (laughs) I mean, that's how I would it. As we were saying, he, he's like on a different level of intelligence to pretty much any other human that I've seen. Uh, and I don't know, maybe he's an alien. Creationist like that. Like, I think what we have from, you know, world past World War II, I feel like we, we had a lot of great, like, business mind people who were just like incredible business invent, like, uh, innovationists. And we didn't have somebody kind of like creating like big scientific things you know what i mean like scientific exploration where we were having how we got the nuke you know how we got the the atom like the right. atom bomb like we i felt well, like we, we had, were way uh, more in exploration like, like leading up to that what what people like who did the, the pc who created the personal computer yeah yeah we've had some but like there was not in the public i guess that's true like, but i don't think we had something more i don't feel like that's science-based though I mean, I guess it is if you're talking about like the formulas that go into it, but um, like the internet. Who was the guy who made the internet? I forget his name, but like that, know. like that, you have to be a genius to invent that. But I, I agree with you. I think Elon is the first one, maybe since Albert Einstein, to be like a, a such a large public figure. For um, time, and also, yeah, yeah and also like exploration be and yeah. probably the smartest person in the world. Yeah, unless there's somebody in like you know india or something like that who's you know just some science prodigy that we don't know about but yeah i mean i would i would definitely agree about that i mean so this is kind of like how i think joe rogan was like i think joe rogan used his comedy to put like get his podcast off the ground and why i think he's a better podcaster and a comedian not to be insulting to him but it's like elon musk created paypal he created paypal so he could go fund the other crap that he wanted to do like he didn't give right. a shit about paypal he just he's like oh i can create this thing i'll make a billion dollars and then i'll use all that <laughs> and go do what i actually want to do and Make start Tesla, yeah. spacex yeah. spacex do all that and well, so this whole new thing with the uh what is it the the internet what's it called you know what i'm talking about the world mm-hmm. internet space no. link or something like that and do continue yeah so he's they're launching satellites into space right now okay. and then they're going to be offering free internet or maybe or very low cost internet to people, uh, satellite internet to people all over the world pretty soon. Yeah. It's developing a low latency broadband internet system to meet the needs of consumers across the globe. Enabled by a constellation of low earth orbit satellites, Starlink will provide a Starlink. Fast, reliable, Starlink yeah. Yeah. Starlink will provide a fast, reliable internet to populations with little or no connectivity including those in rural com- communities and places where existing services are too expensive or unreliable. Insane, right? So Kyle? speaking of Joe Rogan, speaking of Joe Rogan, he, he has a bit where he's like, you're really dependent upon things. And he's like, Oh, you think you're smart? He goes, if I left you in the woods with a hatchet, how long until you could send me an email? And it's a great <laughs> bit. And I'm like, cause it's like those people who did create the computer, those people who are like creating this, like 
I'll get, I'll very, I'll simplify this so much. Like when you look at the CPUs and you even see like the little, like, uh, like the welding tips, the stuff like they were there, like the soldering that they do to get the wires connected. I'm like, what, like, what are those for? I don't even know what those wires are for. I'm like, why are you soldering? Like, what, what's the need for even to solder this? Why is, you know, I have zero understanding of like how a CPU works or how to yeah. even build one. And like, do you just build one with the wires like that and it works? Or do you have to like put formulas into it? Like, I don't even know, you know? And these people like understand that to a level beyond even that understanding of what probably the well, average Why don't we learn that computers. stuff in, in like high school? Well, because like, like when we had it, remember when we had it, like, at least for me, like when we had it, it was like the internet was like just coming out and it was yeah. like, like, remember this, like, so I actually talked about this in my last episode where it was like, you had actually, no, I didn't, uh, you had like Google was a thing and was a search engine, but like nobody used it for anything except for like every now and then, like it was actually very low usage. And now when you think about it, like people think of like Google as just the internet. Like to people around everywhere, the Google Google is the internet now. But like right. back in the day, like if you wanted to look something up, like you pretty much had to like do Go whatever dot com <laughs> and then hope you got to a page and hope somebody had like a page for it. Yeah, I mean, before it was, Google, do you remember using Ask Jeeves? Yeah, Ask Jeeves was a thing, um, which was like the it was supposed to be really like the better version of Google at the time. And was, yeah, um, I remember that's why I used like elementary school to to yeah. search. Yeah, Ask Jeeves. Um, it was, it was just kind of a... No, but, but to your point, to use internet, you had to have a pretty high level of understanding of, yeah. of like, coding. Just yeah. because, like, you couldn't find shit. Like, or you had to know the exact website to go to. Yeah. Yeah, ex I, I, exactly. And then it became... The search engine became, like, the saving grace for, you know, the everyday user, so... It really exploded the porn market. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Great point, Bulls. <laughs> Just saying, you can search for anything. No, I thought it was uh, it was weird. Like I remember, like you'd be like, when I was like a nine, ten years old, it'd be like cars dot com, uh, dogs dot com. Uh, you know, it'd be like if you wanted to like look up like lions dot com, you wanted to look up something on like killer whales, you. <laughs> you just hope you type in something simple and stupid, and there would be a page for it. Yeah, and if you want to look up Asian butts, you do AsianButts.com, right? Cute AsianButts.com. Yeah. It's a great website. That, that was the one I was looking at in, in elementary school. <laughs> Started off with Asian, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not but, bad. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So why, why aren't like, we taught how to, like, how to understand like circuit boards, like you're saying? Yeah. Because like, I feel like having a there's like a maybe a surface level understanding of how circuit boards work and like let's say a remote or something like that like something yeah. simple like a remote like i think that that would like bring a lot better you know it would, it would let at least high schoolers understand the world around them a little bit better well yeah i i agree and then also just even like from a more i guess a more dramatic standpoint but like what if there's like a doomsday thing like people are going to need to know how to like rebuild shit and yeah. if there if it's only reliant on a handful of people throughout the world who can fully understand this that's going to be pretty detrimental if things go south um because it's like it's like a mechanic right now you know kind of things went south like you would want a mechanic around you would want somebody who knows how to fix cars hot wire shit 
uh, that would be like a useful trait that nobody really knows understands mechanics uh like me- like how a car works other than the mechanic it's like why right. mechanics can take you for a run i'm getting off track but my point being is like be same thing with circuit boards like yeah if you want to be able to like, like imagine if we had power went out everything how would we communicate you want somebody who can set shit up like that yeah yeah i'm with you that's what i'm saying is like I feel I like coding should be a thing in school. Yeah, like a tr- like a, yeah, coding like a, as well. Yeah. And now it's so important in, in today's age that should that should definitely be something that is taught. Uh, or but, make it a but, trade school. Yeah, like an option. You know, like how we used to have with trades. You can make that a trade now. It's just I feel like there are so many like classes or like things that you learn in high school that like are just not important anymore. Like in yeah. today's in today's day and age, like it's I understand the importance of like understanding like literature and stuff like that, but like do you really need to read like all these books? I like, I think it's more important right now to have that, to have like a, a class on like trade stuff like that, like uh, building a device or, or coding than, yeah. you know, reading the Lord of the Rings and dissecting every single or word. Like infrastructure word of the classes, stuff like that. Yeah. Or I don't know, Red Badge of Courage. I think that was one of the ones I read. It's like, we're just well, dissecting think reading it is important. Point where we're yeah. actually where at the time I, I always thought that like we're, we're adding intent where there it wasn't where the author was not intending any any sort of purpose like we're going so deep inside these books like what like what does that yeah. help me with? yeah i don't think we need like the metaphorical bullshit that goes with like trying to understand the novels but i think reading is important but i would make it yeah, sure. change the curriculum be more you know anything like fuck as boring as it might be but like financial books or something like getting people the knowledge of like understanding how the world works uh reading is i think is very important just for people to have not like i i'm very annoyed that i didn't like reading as a kid because i like i love reading now you know and so now i actually enjoy it i am terribly slow so it takes me forever to get through a book because i'm just like i yeah i'm just a bad reader but i enjoy it now so I think it's that's I think that is vital, but yeah, I, I think there should be more I was just saying, like, I think having those classes where you're reading and dissecting books to like the point where like you're over you're over analyzing these books, you're spending too much time. Like, it's just it. not yeah. as like valuable as like you said a financial services class where you learn about you know credit, how to build your credit, and how to do your taxes. Like I think loans. Our whole what, are, what are interest rates? What are all interest this? rates? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm lucky I come from a family that 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 taught me all that stuff at a young age and and set me up for success for credit. But if you don't know how to build your credit and you never were taught it, and then you go through all of college and then you try to like you get a job and then you're like, all right, I want to buy a house or a car, you can't buy those things without good credit. You literally yeah. can't buy them. So yeah. you're 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 shit out of luck. You have to then start from way behind and and start building your credit over a couple of years before you can even buy anything that you need. So well they also don't teach you is there's other ways to do it without even owning a credit card. Um if like I built one so I didn't have a credit card for a very long time. My parents kind of talked me out of it cuz the understanding they're like you're not in a rush to buy a house or a car. Like you don't have these things on the agenda where you really need one and all they are is debt machines if you don't understand enough. So you know, all I had was a debit card. It was like, if I couldn't buy it, if I didn't have the money, I didn't have the money, I couldn't buy it. Um, so it kind of gave me a better like grasp of financing of like, kind of like a, more of like a, like a school, I guess, of like learning how to manage my money. Um, 
And then as I got older, though, I signed I, when I didn't have one, I did get a lease and you can you can in an apartment complex and your monthly payments, anything that you have like a monthly recur, reoccurring payment right. on will build your credit. So when I first got my credit card, like I didn't have like a terrible credit score because I had done all that. So right. that's, that's like ways to people. Yeah. And that's like how people but it is, they don't want to rush into a credit card. As to do soon it. as you're 18, it yeah. would be smart. Get a credit card because Put a limit point, on it, like a hundred dollars. I'm not saying you have to be safe with it. Don't don't go out on a spending. Spree. Well, you can put a limit on it too. Put like a two hundred hundred dollar limit on it, where you can never you can't use more than hundred dollars on your credit card. Well, you have to be responsible about it. You're like you should you should have a credit card that you hardly ever use. But whenever you buy something, know that you have the money. Don't buy anything that you don't have money for at that moment in your bank account. Right. Use your credit card to buy it, and then pay it off early. And mm -hmm. if you do that from when you're 18, you're going to have great credit by the time you're 21 and you're going to be set up for success the rest of your life. Like legitimately, like you get way lower interest rates. You pay, you pay less to buy cars and houses. You literally yeah. pay way less money. And that's yeah. something that you just don't learn. Like I said, I was, I was I'm lucky. I'm, I'm blessed from a family that understood that and taught that to me at a young age, but I don't think most people understand that. Yeah. My parents were, they learned the hard way with all of it. So they, they gave me, they gave me all the, the lessons and my parents for a very long time didn't have a lot of money. So they were, they've, they've been through those, those hardships. So they understand what it's like to kind of like need to be financially intelligent. So yeah, I got a lot of life lessons on those too. Um, blessed in that manner as well. Um, but I think people, you know, for the most part, you see, it's a common story. They get their first credit card, they blow it out, burns their credit card. That's true debt and then they can't repay it and they can't repay it and they max it out and then they you know maybe switch to another credit card company because they need one and but there's maxed out and then they next thing you know they got three credit cards that are maxed out maybe the limits aren't high but you know you clearly don't have the money to pay it even if your limit's only 500 to a thousand so yeah that that is a dangerous thing you can't treat it like that you got and, you can't yeah. buy anything with a credit card especially at a young age yeah that you don't have the money for anything that you buy you should already have the money in your bank account and you got to understand that generally, if you're if you're getting to a point where you can't pay it and it's maxed out, like your interest rates, you're always going to end up paying triple what you actually paid. So you have to if you're not on like if you're not on your credit card, your interest rates will fuck you, and they will if some if you put down five hundred dollars for something and you can't pay it off in time, it's going to end up costing you eight hundred dollars just to pay off that five hundred. Right. So yeah, it's got to be more aware of that kids no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> listen to There's uncle bulls guys. yeah listen to uncle notes. bulls and uncle kyle <laughs> so when you uh when's the league going to be starting back up or you got another thing you're going to be doing we'll see man i i, I don't really know because a lot some of my teammates are moving away so i'm just trying to and i was actually looking into like by trying to find people to play uh, a, a new squad now, or at least some new players. Um, How do you do like, a golf on, league? Do they have past that? week golf league? You would enjoy that. It's, you would it love the too shit long. Out of that. It takes too long. I, I'd have to leave the dog too often for too long. Oh. He's just still a puppy. But uh, how, yeah. how well is he not well potty trained right now? Like, how long could you leave him? How long could he hold it? Beyond a couple hours. It, okay. It's I don't. Yeah, a couple hours. It's not bad. No, but uh. I could do that. I, I play golf every once in a while, but um, it's I don't I don't play golf that much to do a league. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not good enough for it to do a league anyway. What about um, uh, tennis or volleyball? 
we'll see. I I got COVID, so it kind of like screwed. Well, I mean, up my plans. You have, but in like a week, you're gonna be fine. It's not gonna like it's not like a year yeah. thing that's gonna pin you down. Yeah, but I was planning the next league. I was planning the team, and then I oh, whatever. I'll figure it out. Why don't you be like a free answers. agent or something? Why don't you put a free agent out, like free agency out there and just say, Tom, hey, man. I'm... You want to come fly down to, to Florida and come play on, on my basketball squad? I would love to have you. No, no. I I could never play anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm retired. I retired, retired early. Yeah, I'm retired early. I hang okay. up the I hung up the shoes. Uh, hung up the days? Yeah, too many, too many ankle and knee injuries. My knees are just shot. Um I'll do play. I'll do some sports. I mean, I could like if I came out to visit and we were there and we had we had the ability to run, I could run. But I'm gonna be like a passer. I'm gonna be. I'll I mean, you have offense. to. You have to play me one on one if you came to visit. Come on. You beat me, dude. I I I'll I'll straight up admit that I haven't touched. I don't think I've shot a ball like really shot around in over a year, over a year and a half. Um, I my my whole rhythm for the game would be totally fucked. No, I understand. Yeah, you butt fuck. Other me, priorities. Be awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, personally, like I, I can't live with that. Like it's something that I love so much doing that, like I can't live without it. I loved it. Uh, I really do love the sport. I think it's a great workout. It's a great fun thing to kind of like just like there's nothing beats like a even like an old man league. Like it's just fun to get up and running down. Um, But you know, I played it for so long. I mean, I started playing basketball when I was like six. So my the wear and tear on my body from it, you know, I just I'm like, "Eh, it's just not worth it anymore. And I've I, my ankles are so bad and I've sprained my ankles so many times in basketball. I know it's only a matter of time before it goes again, if I were to play a content too much. Um, but no, I'm right. And also now I'm, I'm into boxing. So I'm in. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting into that. Are you going to compete? No. Uh, but I'll do like sparring and stuff at the gym, but I'm not going to, I'm too old for that. 29. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not looking to start an amateur career. You're not here for that CTE. No, well, I mean, I may like I'll probably do some spa. Like I am going to spar in the gyms, but um, you know, so I can because I like that's what they asked me. They're like, "Well, are you just like trying to get in shape?" I was like, "No, I want to learn how to fight. Like, I want to learn. Like, if shit goes south, I can handle myself and I don't have to worry." You know, and they're like, "All right," so they're training me to go like hard for three rounds. So that's like what they're they're kind of doing. So I got it, and then I got to learn to take hits and shit like that. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you've you've heard about my infamous boxing match that I did. Um, I know I heard about the I've heard that you fought. I don't think I remember the story or heard the story. Oh yeah, well Who'd I was like a, a, I was a skinny freshman in college, and I was I was pledging the fraternity, and I was just like I'm so harmless. Like I'm really yeah. I'm, I'm a harmless person. I'm just like more of a friendly like loving yeah you're person. a lover not a fighter you're yeah you're like and, hey why are you mad Come yeah the, uh and I, like, oh you want to fight i was like oh sure i'll fight it'll be fun like i'm athletic so like i was i was like oh this would be fun but like i just had i have no aggression as a boxer i really yeah. don't I, you like, no aggression no as a person of, to be honest you're yeah, just I like you're I, just so nice that's something that i realized from that point is that i can never be a boxer because i don't have the aggressive i don't have the aggression to just like hit somebody like that over and over again anyway the other person did it was my pledge brother <laughs> and i got my face pummeled in you know um so that that was fun you could ask who was it it was uh hit ali he actually ended up dropping and going delta kai but uh, uh, what a scumbag <laughs> yeah i got my face pummeled in though I, I was fine 
I, it actually, it's kind of exhilarating to take a punch, I think. Uh, yeah. I was fine, but like, I just couldn't get it. Just like, I couldn't, my brain doesn't allow me to hit something like that, I guess. I don't know. It, it's interesting too, when, if you've never taken a hit, you don't know what to expect, but when your adrenaline's pumping and if they don't hit you in like a really like gnarly spot, you really don't feel it. Like you, yeah. you kind of don't, you just, you kind of just like, you, and you get kind of like shocked and you're like, Oh shit. And then you're kind of like, okay. And then you like kind of find your bearings with everything. Um, fucking when guy and i fought man he when he hit me dude it felt like i got hit with like a fucking two by four in the head i was like <laughs> <laughs> i guess you that. yeah he's just you know he's just so stout and like muscular yeah, he's just built he's just built he's a little tank man and in yeah. college he was you know he was like one he was my so guy is what'd you say five seven maybe five seven yeah five eight yeah, so guys like eight inches shorter than me, but we're the same weight. That's how big guy is. The guy's, <laughs> guy's a big guy. Um, and his actual name is Guy, for everybody not knowing. Um, actually, speaking of which, Guy and I are going to be starting a podcast. Once he gets his house, he said, we're going to be oh. uh, starting a, a routine uh, podcast called what are you guys Pot of Coffee. About? We're going to do every week, we're going to do um, every Sunday, we're going to meet up in the morning. We're going to have um a cup of coffee like a different kind of coffee and then uh, maybe a different type of strain of weed and so we're <laughs> oh. gonna call it a pot of coffee and so we're gonna because we like to smoke weed and drink coffee at the same time so we're gonna like talk about you know the first like 10 minutes we'll get adjusted to the high and drinking the coffee and we'll be like shooting the shit and well, then we'll do you have your medical card the over coffees. there what do you have your medical card in texas so texas is only uh cdb they don't have CBD. yeah cbd they don't have uh yeah, did I say CDB? Yeah, the that, old fucking CDB is God. a bar in our college town. Yeah, that place is it's vile. Don't, well, oh, it's vile. They knocked it down. Yeah, I didn't know they knocked it down, but I knew it got like I knew yeah, they the whole pretty place much is demolished. Yeah, I knew yeah. the whole like uh, plaza was getting like owned by something or somebody. They, they else can't even rebuild anything it. there. It's too. There's too much. Too much negative energy. Yeah, they. It, yeah, it's almost like an Indian burial ground. They're just. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna have Indian. white girls uh, coming back. Yeah. Uh, from dead haunting with, you. With five dollar uh, pitchers, <laughs> liquor pitchers. Oh my god, this is too strong. <laughs> you're gonna be hearing that all night. Uh, like you're gonna feel chills when you're at dinner. <laughs> I just heard somebody say yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, CD, CDB's was a terrible bar. It was just a fun shit show, though. Every once in a while, it was great to go there. But uh, just and then you realize why you didn't go there for the last two months. And when you go there, but it's great. Um, but no, yeah. So CBD is the only thing that they have here. Which, so how are you gonna how are you gonna get different strains? You got like a good dealer over there. Uh, well, cool. when I I'm left public. Oregon, I <laughs> I left with like four ounces of weed, <laughs> four ounces of weed. So I have some leftovers until I find until I find a dealer um, here. But um, I may take a break um, for a bit. Uh, to be honest, just uh, just kind of get the old body cleanse going. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in a rush to find a dealer here, but I'm sure I can find one. Well, I know because this guy has his medical card here, so he can just walk into the store and buy whatever yeah. he needs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I could, 
I don't know how he feels about shipping. Maybe he could ship weed. Well, listen, but, I, I, I want to like ask what's been like the major difference between what you noticed from Oregon and from Texas, like living there. Oh, night and day difference. Um, first of all, just the ability to like be outside, like walking around. Um, there's a lot less almost tension in the air. Like, so when in Portland in particular, this is how I felt about it. It was like, everybody was always so concerned about what the other person was doing. And like, everybody was just so obsessed with like what everybody else was doing, what they were going to do, how they were talking, how they were acting, wanting to almost like put, like if there was an opportunity to put their opinion in, they would and tell like you what you were doing wrong or right or whatever. But here it's like, everybody kind of just goes about their day and there's not a lot of like, they don't, care too much about what as long as you're not like entrenching on them or bothering them they're not gonna they don't care they don't really care about you you know what i mean so that's what i feel like um when the mask mandate left which is kind of surprising because dallas is a little is actually pretty liberal for you know the state being in the state of texas um there's a lot of places that like just already are like no like no mask required or they'll be like optional and they don't really care um but you know you get some who are you need one i don't see it too much to be honest Um, well and you have you have immunity now so it's kind of pointless yeah yeah i mean how long i thought that only lasts like five months though doesn't it no i mean it lasts a a while they don't they don't really know but as of right now you know people have at least six months they said so well and here's the other thing too that i think is once your body, if you're exposed to it, it's almost, it's almost nature's vaccine where now your body, it's not going to be super foreign to you next time you get it. If you do get it, cause it's, it's a flu, it's going to be around forever. It's a strain of a flu and, um, it's going to be around forever. Like there's going to be next season. It's going to well, come I back. Hope not. Well, I, hope I mean, not. it will, but we'll, I don't think you'll see a lot of it because we have much like the flu, we have a vaccine for it now. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of people. We'll see. I, I hope that's not the case. Cause you know, the flu kills a lot of people every year, and I hope that we don't yeah, have. Yeah, but another, it's also a lot of people who are way older, and it's like they that's just, true. Their body just can't. You know, when you're when you're 84, 102 fever is literally life and death to you. Well, I will say so. I had COVID, and I also had swine flu back in the day. You had swine flu, really? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going for the pandemic bingo. Yeah, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I had swine flu, but swine flu was the worst sickness I ever had. Really? Swine flu was awful. Oh my god! Like I was bedridden for a week. Like I lost so much weight. Like I couldn't. Like I hardly get out of bed. I was that. I was that sick. And I, I just remember I like, I don't know. I was like trapped in my room for 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 an entire week. This like I'm up and around. Like I like today I feel okay. Even even on my worst day, you know I was, I could I could really. Do it wasn't fun, but you could do stuff. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could do stuff for myself. I, I was tired, but like I, I could do stuff for myself. I haven't had like obviously the worst case of COVID. Like I'm lucky I didn't get yeah get it worse. But um from my experience, swine flu was like exponentially worse. Like yeah, uh, it was yeah. And you were also probably way younger too at the time, which is you know, apparent like COVID's not really affecting people that at that age that you probably right. were. The flu, the, the flu if it does affect people who are younger or worse. I think that's what it yeah. was. So I, I had it in like my sophomore year of high school. So what I was like 15, 14, 15. Probably, yeah. I think the swine flu was like 2008 or something. Yeah. It came out. Um, 
Yeah, no, the uh, COVID, Lindsay, so Lindsay, you know, we were in the same apartment. She had it and it killed her. Like she was really not, sorry, guys, not literally, not literally, <laughs> not, literally. not literally. No, like it, um, no, she, it just pinned her down for a very long time. Like she was pretty sick for about eight or nine days. And then she like, but then it was kind of funny. It was like, then when it went away, like her 10th day, she was like exponentially better, like ex, yeah. like just way noticeably better um and uh but it wasn't like anything gnarly where you know she there was no point in throughout her being sick where either one of us was worried about you know what was going to happen it was like more like all right you just got to continue riding it out i guess you just got another day of this. Well, and, and in portland i could imagine you you didn't want to leave your place probably like because yeah. you get be judged walking oh down the street. God. And then like they, they just how they probably would have handled it. It would have probably been a lot like Monsters Inc. with like 28, you know, whatever it was where they got a code 2918 or something where the little sock is on it and they just <laughs> strip you down, you know, biohazard bath. Yeah. That's probably what they do for Lindsay. But um, yeah, no, she, she was fine uh, afterwards though. And then, um, like no residual effects, you know, like you're seeing people who are saying like months later, they're getting like massive residual effects. None of that for me, none of that for her. Um, but yeah. Did you see the study though that came out about it where it was 80% of all hospitalizations for COVID people were obese? Yeah, I think I did see something like that. It's crazy. Um, I think like that's that what stuff. we have is we have a health problem. Like we just, we need people yeah. just to start getting better knowledge of health. That's uh, yeah, opinion. in America, like people yeah. are just out of shape, eating terrible, I'm, and that's something that like got worse during during this lockdown. So yeah. they kind of almost were counterproductive in in, in their solution. And I think uh, a lot of people are going to be weird. I, you know, that was kind of like I told my my dad because he asked me about that too when I was like when I first moved here. He was asking me about the differences, and I was like, you know, it's weird because. When I first, and I think this is going to be, you're going to see this all over the country is it was almost like an animal, animal being reintroduced to the wild. Like Lindsay and I were just like, this is like so strange. And you was like, you know, like you were like, you see a deer being released into the wild after a while. And it's like cautious of every step. That's kind of like what it was for us. I was like constantly just looking around at people, you know, making sure everybody was like, you know, not sketchy or something. Cause I'm like, I mean, you, we hadn't been around in groups like not groups of people that you're, like that you're not wearing a mask. Right. Like we went to a bar. We first got here within the first week, there was like 70, 80 people at the bar. You know what I mean? And it was like, it's just weird. It was like super intense almost where you just like, we hadn't seen this in almost a year. And so right. it was just a very, it was an interesting thing, but um, yeah, no, I mean, we got, we, we love it now. And it's just, it's, it's fun. Dallas is an intense city sometimes though. Like, it's just so big and everybody's kind of like, like the driving here is insane. People drive here nuts. Really? Oh, dude. Man, yeah. Nice. I know that it's like, there's like a bunch of like subsidiaries or, uh, I don't know, like other cities like right around Dallas. Right. That are right. Like Fort so Worth part of it kind of, well, Fort Worth is just the sister city. That's like 40 minutes away, but, um, Dallas. So like it's broken up into districts almost like, uh, or I guess you could call them districts. Yeah. So like I live in uptown, then there's Highland Park, University Park, which is where SMU is. Um, and then you have like Knox and Henderson. Um, and then you have like the lower cities, like you have downtown and then you have like uh, areas like that. But um, 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a big city though, man. It's, it's kind of cool. It's a cool place though, man. Uh, is your, when do you think you and your girl would come out? At some point, man, I, I don't know. Um, well, she's, you know, she's back with the Marlins. She so, is. Yeah. So she's working the season. So she gets like every couple of Fridays she's off because she has to work some weekends. Right. So on one of those Fridays, we'll, we'll make our way out. I actually just, I got a $750 credit for an Airbnb, but obviously I wouldn't need that in, in Texas, but yeah, she, I would stay with her or stay with you guys, but yeah. Yeah. But where, uh, um, yeah. where in uh, Dallas does her parents live? Do you know South Lake? Uh, no, but it's yes. like a bigger city near it. You know, oh, that's all you know. I, know I think we, I think you actually told me this, and I think I looked it up, and I think it's like towards Frisco. I think when I looked it up, but I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. South Lake um, is, is where she's from, where her parents live. Okay. Yeah. So a little further north. That's not bad. Um, what I was also thinking was, so Chris said you were interested in doing a JFK podcast. Yes, dude. I would love to come back. Um, and I love conspiracy theories. It's my thing. Um, so I was thinking, which would be fun. Um, and this is obviously like no rush on this. Obviously, this is just like a half baked idea. So don't get intimidated or stressed out about. But obviously, the JFK Museum is here. Right. We could go see it, all three of us, because Chris wants to come out and visit too. Um, we could go to the museum and then do a podcast. I'm and let's, let's talk say it. about it. Let's do yeah. it. Like no yeah. rush, but we can figure. Sorry, whoa, that was loud. Uh, no rush. Like let's. Weekend. Yeah, we can. Uh, that would be a good weekend. We could be the same city. We podcast um you know and then i could just show you guys a town and uh, yeah show you guys around um that would be a good that would be a good good little show and uh, you two are pretty psycho about conspiracy theories i like them but i don't really entertain them a lot to be honest uh, not that like i disagree with them or it's just never been something that's like really gotten you know the weird out of me um but um what's your what's your like overall very basic because I, I don't i want you to save a lot of it for a podcast but yeah what do you think like overall happened to the uh, jfk well i would say no one really knows of course okay. but to, to think that it was lee harvey oswald who killed him on his own i think is probably less likely than the other scenarios in, okay. in my opinion okay. um it's because you know, a lot, of, there's a lot of evidence that I don't want to get into today, but um, to think that it was just this one guy acting on his own with, you know, seemingly motivation, uh, this seems less likely, especially when you add up everything else that happened with the Kennedy family yeah. um, after that as well. And someone that I defer to on this topic all the time is Robert Kennedy Jr., who's, you know, Robert Kennedy was JFK, mm. uh, John, John Kennedy's brother who was the attorney general and under uh under jfk and then was ready for president and was assassinated as well yeah um, so his son uh talks has spoken about this and really in a very interesting way uh, where he talks about how he never wanted to even look into it he never he just wanted to accept the narrative that it was these insane people acting on their own and it had nothing to do with um with a conspiracy and then after years, like one of his, uh, one of his father's close confidants, uh, who, who worked, was high up in, in the government, like, was like, hey, like, there's more to this, and convinced him to look into it with him. And he now 100% believes that 
that his father, Robert Kennedy, was killed by the intelligence agencies um, based off of evidence that he, that he you know, details. He, he doesn't talk about it often because I imagine it's not something that like... He wants to draw attention to, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think it's a dangerous then, to talk about for someone like him. Yeah, because then the CIAs, then they're, you know, then they're loosening up their necks and they're going to, they're getting the old rifle <laughs> off the, off the mantle to go hunting again for nothing. Dusting it off, dusting yeah. it off. And, uh, we got but, another Kennedy's boys. Let's go get another <laughs> one. You're running his mouth. Seriously <laughs> though, seriously. Uh, and yeah, so I, I defer to him on a lot of this stuff, but there's a lot of interesting information that isn't really publicly known that kind of makes the, the the story that we've all been learned about Harvey Oswald acting yeah. alone, you know, being whatever a communist sympathizer, whatever they said he was like, kind of like not really make any sense yeah and I'm not saying that it's that it's for certain the intelligence agencies but Probably some half truths in there about Oswald yeah too. but i think it's certainly not as simple as they make it seem that's all yeah and i i think i think that's a good observation for me i think there's in a lot of the things is that they kind of like covered up was them just at the time not knowing how to explain things so they just kind of like uh, and they just filled in the gaps on their own um i think that's a lot of what they kind of did too um but yeah no that would be that would be a very interesting podcast i'll definitely it'll give me time too to read up on it but i would love to do that podcast with you guys that would be very very fun um obviously and then to have you both in in town would be great too as well I love, well i'm gonna see you actually because i think i'm gonna be up in uh in tampa now that i have my full immunity yeah COVID, i'm gonna be up in tampa for memorial day weekend i think yeah yeah there, i'm going so. i'm gonna be heading out there too um you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be getting out there there's a a wedding here the day before so i'm not drinking i'm gonna be sober for the wedding which is fine because it's i'm it's not like an important like to me it's not important i'm not in it i'm just a guest at this one so okay. um yeah i got invited to it um because i'm Lindsay's guest um so i will probably i'll be getting on the plane and then i'll get out there saturday and i'll leave monday that way i can yeah. get like most of the day saturday most of the day sunday or all day sunday and then i'll leave monday while everybody's kind of like heading back to work and shit um so i'm excited though i i yeah. always love going back to tampa it's just always a fun time yeah it's always a good time and seeing seeing the friends that you, exactly. that you haven't seen in a while exactly and we always we always get into trouble that's yeah our emma there's always the next mornings are always or there's just like a, oh. what the fuck happened last night <laughs> or just like uh, for me it's like i i will be like man i can just yeah, I can barely remember it. And I'm like, I don't want to ask because I don't want like there to be things I didn't know. I didn't like that. I did. Right. Yeah. embarrassment. But well, hey, what are you doing the rest of the day? You got any plans or I'm, I'm probably going to catch the last like a little bit of sunlight here and and try to take the, the, my dog to the beach. He's been patient. He's been really good. Look at him. He's he's, he's just big now. Let me see. Kobe's getting pretty big. Yeah, he's been patiently waiting. He was licking my leg for a while. I don't, I don't want to say anything. A little but, salt. Oh, yeah, man. he was just like licking my leg because he wants to go out. I know, but uh, yeah, I'll probably try to hit the beach because he loves it so much. Get a little just vitamin D too. That helps against COVID. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, plus I, I could that. I could distance myself in the beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. They they have a lot of dog friendly beaches there too in Florida, right? Or yeah, you kind of got to sneak them on. No, no, no. There's some good ones like dog parks and stuff on the beach. Okay. Tampa yeah. actually has the nicest one I've ever been to. The right by Chris where he lives. That yeah, was, that was he's got a good beach. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. I thanks for giving me some of your time, man. I always appreciate yeah, man, it when you come it's, on. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, I always love having our conversations. We always get good conversations and you know, kind of deep, and uh, I appreciate them very much. Um, thanks for coming on again, dude. I'll let you go get your dog uh, taken care of, and uh, hopefully, we talk again soon. And if not, I will. I'll see you in uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. Take it easy, brother.